everybody. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons, and I'm your host, Greg Scott. Uh, we've taken a little time off. We, we shook up the uh, the old tree there. Uh, Irish Giant took a, uh, a sabbatical, and so we're kind of rotating in some friends of ours to fill his, I guess, big shoes because he's a giant. Big so, old shoes. Big old shoes, absolutely. So I, I told you who I am. I'm Greg Scott. Uh, with me, I've got my good friends. I've got Jay Beaverton. Andre Doss. All right. That's uh, that's the crew we got today. Uh, if you've made it this far, hopefully you know what the show's about. But I like to repeat myself and hear my own voice, I think. So Beards, Brews, and Bourbons, literally what the name of the game is. Uh, we talk really? about beard articles. <laughs> yeah. We talk about beard articles. We do beard product reviews. We talk about beers and news in the beer world. Uh, and we also sample and, and review. And we do bourbons, uh, whiskey in general, with a with the e or with without the e, yeah, that's it. In a nutshell. And if you say it to the end, we have a silent B, which is a real fun thought experiment that I always, you know, spend years making this uh, ahead of time, or I randomly pull it out of my ass. So that's enough of an intro. And now we're going to talk about some beard stuff. So we got an article that Jim found for us. It's the four or five best beards for 2021. Five, five beard styles. Uh, these articles come out periodically throughout the years. There's like, there's a, at least like 10 or 20 per year. So, I mean, if you want to, I mean, do the beer styles really change that much? Not really. People just like to write about them in case that maybe no one's read about beards in the last three months. Let me write an article that's very similar to all the other ones that are out there. I mean, <laughs> the name of the site is Fashion Beans. So, I mean, how can you take a, a website called Fashion Beans seriously? Although they give us some history. Here they uh, apparently for the ancient Egyptians it was a beard was a sign of wealth and status. Apparently the Romans would cultivate their beards to signify mourning, I guess. Uh, while the Gauls, which yeah it is, I didn't know that about. I guess the longer your beard, the more sad you are in Roman history. I don't know. Then again, I never really equated Romans with beards. I just because like they all look in the movies like they're clean shaped. Well, they're just stubble. Yeah, they, they got like clean the, the paint, you know that. Uh... That Julius haircut with like the put the bowl on your head and Caesar your bangs around Caesar yeah yeah, yeah. the Caesar haircut and then you gotta you gotta remember they all had straight teeth also according to uh, <laughs> <laughs> according yeah. to the movies we watched right beautiful white right. curly straight teeth yeah yep and they all and they all were they all spoke uh, very great English they all English accents for, from what I can remember uh, <laughs> uh, unless you're uh, told <laughs> well. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but now the interesting thing about they also mentioned the Gauls, which are modern day French, the French area. That's that's what the Gauls are. Uh, apparently, if you lost your beard, they equate it with castration. So, yeah, if you never beard, uh, then you might have done. I can see that being the case, because even, you know, in today's society, if someone you've known has had a beard for so long and all of a sudden they come in clean shaven the next day, the first thing you're going to say is, oh, my God, what happened? You know, it's never, hey, you look right. good without your beard. It's always, oh, my God, what happened? Why did you like, shave? Are you OK? You know? <laughs> yeah. Are you OK? Are you going through anything? So I can see yeah. that being the case. Yeah. Anytime I shave off my, my whole freak beard. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Their, their opinion, too. But I always get like phantom beard. Like I keep trying to find my beard and it's not there and like stroking my, you know, shade right. my face, which is just weird. So phantom beard syndrome, it's a thing. Yeah. 
And I'd say that you have, according to the article, you have the full beard right now going, I would say. Uh, I'd say, Dre, I'd say you have like the short beard. I think you keep yours relatively short. I have a goatee. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm keeping at. Plus, there's another, there's another thing in here called, well, where is it? It's uh, where you put the mustache kind of first, the beard stash. I usually try to keep my mustache a little bit longer than the a little bit lower part, but that's mostly because there's more gray in my chin hair than there is in my mustache hair. So that's why I shave the the chin hair a little bit closer. So, but but yeah, it just it just goes through the beard styles, like like in who it suits, like your facial, like your facial features and how uh, like also talks about like beard scrub and again. I thought we'll, they did we'll well about, in the scrub. So you, we're not doing a beard product this week, but what beard products you should use and yeah. It's one yeah, thing I've, I've never, but then I've never had a long beard to have to need scrub, but. No, not, not, no, like just like the stubble, like the Indiana Jones four oh, day yeah. shadow. I liked what they said about it. I thought it was pretty interesting because most articles we talk about beards, stubble's not usually included. Um, it yeah. is facial hair. So why aren't you putting it in there? So I thought it was a good, good addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's how, how hard, it's not really that hard to maintain stubble. I mean, I, I'll shave and then I'll, have stubble back the next day so it's i don't know it's well not... it, uh, to touch on the topic of stubble um i don't know if you guys t- uh, brought this up in the past or not but uh they talked about like uh women uh attractiveness uh versus uh clean shaven versus a beard and a majority of women actually prefer a guy with a beard or you know some kind of stubble or five o'clock shadow or anything like that but mostly a beard uh but on the flip side if you were like going for a job interview or, you know, just to be a salesman or anything like that, uh, people preferred clean shaven as opposed to a beard. So you were more trustworthy without a beard when it came to like, you know, business ventures and everything like that, clean shaven. But then when it comes to uh, the opposite sex or just, you know, attraction in general, uh, people prefer beard. It's kind of interesting. It probably depends on the job too. Mm. Like, I mean, if you're going in for that, yeah, professor, the article kind of touches you know, on that too. Oh. You need you need a full beard to be a professor, right? So, but I think the job thing you mentioned that was the. I think it's changing a little bit now. I think more people are, as long as it's well kept. If you show up looking like you're homeless to a job interview, even if you're wearing a suit, just you're still going to look like a homeless guy that got a suit and then came into a job interview. So, I think if you keep your beard kind of short and well kept and oiled, I think. The job interview is not as it's not as as judgmental as it was before. They don't think you're trying to hide something. As, as long as you look professional with it, you you should be better to get a job interview with a beard now, as opposed to like ten years ago. Yeah. Well, even even Disney's letting like facial hair now and like tattoos. Yeah, I saw that and stuff. too. Yeah, facial hair and tat- like the big one is tattoos. You know, because back in my day. When I worked at Disney, you know, Monday, I mean, Monday. yeah, like a, a lot of the, especially in the kitchen, a lot of the cooks had to wear like long sleeves. I mean, you'd be burning up in those kitchens, but you oh, still gosh. have to wear long sleeves because it's Disney policy. You know, you can't have any kind of visible tattoos or, you know, uh, even beards took, uh, if you had a beard, it was okay. But if you didn't have a beard, you had to be clean shaven. So basically you had to like take a week off, grow your beard out, you know, maintain it, keep it nice. And then you can go back to work with a beard. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I do. I remember that. That's, that was always cracked me up. I'm like, wait, I can have a beard, but I can't grow a beard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's basically just the article. Yeah, just uh, beard styles and uh, who they look good on and how to keep up with them. And uh, uh, fashion beans. Just look at just look up uh, five beard styles for 2021 and you'll find it. Yeah, and we'll toss it up on the Facebook and we'll toss it up on the Twitter, hopefully. Definitely the Facebook. Yeah, and the Twitter too, probably. Because I do that one. <laughs> and like, I do the Facebook one, so I know it goes there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to do it for the beard portion. I am ready to, I guess, have some whiskey, I think, isn't what we're going to do next. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I've been kind of, you know, eyeing this glass that I have in my hand right now for the past 20 minutes or so. It kind of waiting to see when we're going to get to this part because it's been a mm-hmm. while since I've had uh, some decent whiskey. And this looks pretty good that you sent me there. Uh, well let's Greg. let's reserve opinions until we tasted it <laughs> then we'll figure out it's good or not. well that, that, that's why i said looks you know it looks yeah. good it has a nice color it has a you know very light kind of mild looking whiskey but we'll, we'll see what the taste says yeah and so the whiskey we have today is actually it's an irish whiskey because the irish giant isn't here and i had to squeeze in something irish right so it's a single malt whiskey it's a single malt, malted barley, 100% and grain whiskey, and it's aged next bourbon barrels. It's about four years old, give or take, although it's not age stated. Um, so we actually don't know what it is. And the alcohol by volume is about 40%. So ABV. It's a, uh, yeah, a, a proof. proof. Which is typical for a lot of Irish whiskeys because they're blended. So you're not, I mean, unless you're drinking like a red breast, you're not going to find... Irish whiskeys that are usually higher than 80 proof. I could be wrong, but that's what I've seen. And I kind of I kind of noticed also, you know, unless something has like a big name behind it or, you know, something, I want to say signature, unless something's like a signature whiskey or anything like that, it's not going to be higher than 80 also. It's going to be one of those things that they're going to kind of make it just to get it on the market. And then if it succeeds, you know, then they'll invest more time into the stock. Yeah, I mean, so right now we're actually seeing a huge swing into like really high octane, uh, bur- at least in bourbons. I don't know many whiskeys that are high ABV, but the uh, bourbons are, are are ticking up like, you know, barrel proof at 100 used to be like, oh man, it's 100. Now, like I have something that's, uh, God, what is it? 123 proof. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's just, it's literally just from the barrel, <laughs> right? They didn't. They aged it, they put it in there, and then whatever came out came out. So it's um they didn't water it down. So it's some of them are interesting. Sometimes they get overboard, I find. So it's nice to have something that's like well crafted, 80, you know, 80 proof is kind of where they're hitting it. So hopefully that'll be good. Yeah, it's they can get a little hot, uh overproof sometimes, but I think that's where the the how, how should I put this without sounding insulting? Uh the people that don't put the effort into the aging process as much and they do just dump it into any kind of barrel and then dump it into the bottle and they, Oh, it's overproof. It's barrel aged and overproof, but then you taste it and you're like, it's like gasoline. I don't really care for uh, having something that strips paint off my wall. You know, I mean, I want to be able to enjoy the flavor of the bourbon or the whiskey. I want to make sure exactly. that, you know, it, not only that, but the aftertaste as well. That's very important when you're having a good bourbon is to be able to, okay, you know, I was able to taste something afterwards or a lingering taste that you can just savor. 
not something that'll be like, okay, I need to go wash my mouth out because I said <laughs> something bad to my parents, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys ready to, ready to try this? I yeah, am. yeah, I'm definitely okay. down. It's a really, really light, heathery color, but I mean, that's an Irish whiskey. It's not, you know, it's not new oak, right? It's aged. It's uh, when it's aged, it's mm -hmm. uh, a used barrel, right? So you're not going to get all that coloration from it. Yeah. It's got okay legs. I mean, it's still, it's, but again, it's, it's not, it doesn't need to have great legs, but it's still, it's still got, it's still definitely, you can see them around the, the glass. So it's, that does mean something. <laughs> I mean, it's something. I don't know what, but. It means something. Look it up. Get some caramel on the nose. I will say this for a first impression. It really warms the mouth. Like a lot of times when oh, I have I have a good uh, bourbon, you know, it, it warms the throat. But this one actually warms the mouth first before. And it kind of dies off in the throat, actually. It doesn't really... It's not as strong as a lot of other bourbon. So hmm. back in the throat, it's just yeah. kind of smooth. Uh, it warms the mouth, but it's smooth back in the throat, which is, I mean, mm -hmm. it's indicative of what this kind of whiskey is. And yeah, not a lot of burn. Yeah. It is pretty smooth. It's kind of, it's really sweet, sweeter than I would expect it to be. Yeah, it is. It is too, yeah. Get a little bit, like a little bit of wood in there. Not as much as I thought I would. Not too, but... Yeah, not too much oak. No. Yeah, you can barely taste the. I mean, honestly, this is four years old, but it seems like it's like a year old. So, uh, uh, not to be insulting or anything <laughs> like that, but it's very, no, it's man. very smooth. It's very smooth. So it's like it's very hard to get those definitive characteristics that you would of yeah. like a well-aged twelve-year-old or fifteen-year-old or something like that. You know, it's it, it's very mild. It's very mild. It's very. It's mild, a yeah. good. It's a good sipping whiskey. You put like a, an ice cube in there and you really don't need anything else. It's good for, if you don't, if you're not looking to get, I don't want a complicated palate style right now. I just want a sip of whiskey that I know is, that I'm gonna enjoy. I would definitely go with this one. Well, I mean, what, what are you comparing it to, right? We have, I mean, it's in the market of Jameson and, um, oh God, what's the other one? <laughs> oh, uh, Bushmills. Bushmills, right? So, they are 80 proof like this, um, same probably mash bill and everything. And they have a similar uh, flavor profile. Maybe uh, Jameson's probably a touch smoother. This, now that I'm tasting it, it's kind of burning my mouth a little bit, which is mm. ironic because it's only 40%. But I don't know. You think Jameson's a smoother? Maybe not. It's been a while since uh, I've had Jameson. I think it might be, well, it might, I know it's probably smoother. Well, it's more of a shooting whiskey. The people I know that drink Jameson, or when they order a shot, they order a shot of Jameson. Yeah, because so that's the only just, whiskey they know, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad whiskey, though, Jameson in general. So, I mean, you know, if they order it as a shooting whiskey, it's not, they're not on the crappy end or the high end, you know, they're in the kind middle. of in between. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As, far as, as far as what you said, though, about Jameson being smoother or... This being smoother than Jameson, I have to disagree with that. I think Jameson's a bit smoother than uh than this. I mean, well, actually, no, you did say Jameson was smoother, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. agree. yeah. I, I, I will agree. So you agree with you on that one? I will agree yeah. with you on that one. Then. Yeah. Agree to agree. Yeah, yeah, I will agree to agree. So I will say, uh, the price point on this is much cheaper than Jameson. Jameson these days run, at least in, here in Virginia, runs like. 28 30 bucks a bottle which is kind of highway robbery 
this on Patty's Day, because it was when I, when I bought it in, uh, in March, I think it was on sale for 18 bucks, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You know, th- th- that kind of that kind of reminds me of when I went to visit my in-laws up in uh, South Carolina, and they're, you know, they still work on the military base. Uh, and uh, I went inside the exchange, and when I saw the price of alcohol, and they almost had a heart attack, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how cheap alcohol was on the military bases. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I don't drink as much as I used to uh, back then, you know, but I mean, I was just like kind of surprised, you know, like a big bottle of Jameson you can get it for like 22 bucks you know? Yeah. So it, it, it's a culture <laughs> shock when you come back out, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, this is what I'm paying for it. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like I'm being robbed. <laughs> well, you are, but <laughs> well, cause they, there was a huge excise, uh, excise and they increased the taxes uh, for anything coming out of Europe and Ireland uh, during the last administration. So things got pretty pricey pretty quick. So some of that's starting to come down. Uh, I know Scotch, they repealed that. And so uh, I think what, else? yeah, so it was like Scotch is supposed to be like 20% cheaper now, but we'll, we'll see. They, you know, once prices go up, they hardly ever come back down, even if. Yeah, I was going to say, just because, just because import prices uh, came back down, that doesn't mean the consumer will actually see those uh, benefits, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the beers are like, well, if they were paying that much before, you know, why stop now, you know? capitalism is fine oh distributors oh, i love those guys those are the best guys <laughs> oh, oh yeah you you have a bit of uh you have a bit of uh dealings with those guys yeah huh? i can i can i can like i've told uh greg this before that i could do an entire podcast about uh uh <laughs> those fine gentlemen and uh, and the retail industry <laughs> so that's I for the that. that's for the paying customers when our patreons get up there and maybe yeah, we'll, that'll be a we'll special that. issue there. <laughs> right on. Well, any any closing thoughts before we move on? It's good. It's yeah. good. <laughs> it, I, I like it. it. I like it. I it's like definitely it. a it's definitely a mouth warming sipping whiskey, but it does nothing after it passes the throat for me. So it's just, it's just to kind of I, I, no I look at it as a kind of like a, an appetizer of drinks, so to speak. You know, it kind of prepares <laughs> your mouth for the next drink. I like that. That's a good metaphor. I like that too. It's a pre-game. It's pre-gaming. Pre-gaming a whiskey. <laughs> right. Or yeah. if you're low grade, it's pre-game. Yeah. But for 20 bucks a bottle, you can pre-game. Yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty good price for a 750. Well, that's enough for the whiskey or the bourbon portion of the show. Um, we are going to move now into the beer portion. Alrighty. Who is thirsty and ready for some beer? Me and me um i'm definitely you know willing to try it i'm not a huge ipa kind of guy i'm more of a summer ale kind of person but uh, i'm always a philosophy or i say i'm always down for the philosophy of yeah you got to try something at least once you know so all right so this is actually one of my favorite uh, ipas uh this is from dogfish head so they have several different types so they're like like the original i mean they have like the 60 minute the 90 minute 120 120 is amazingly crazy. Um, yeah. It's like 17%. So yeah, yeah it, it's up there. So this is, again, uh, Dogfish Head, 90 Minute. Jim, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like, they are definitely out of Vermont. Dogfish Head, they're one of the originators of kind of the, the more 
crafty IPAs, just the, like the little ones that like they, they put like, cause uh, referencing the 90 minute in case y'all don't know, 90 minute is how long they boil the hops for. Because the longer you boil the hops, the more kind of the, the, the hop oil you get out of the, the, the hop itself. Because if you look at a hop, it, it's kind of reminiscent of cannabis because they are cousins. So there is that, that kind of oil in there. And like they have a 60 minute, which you mentioned, uh, they boil the hops for 60 minutes and then 90 minutes and then 120, which is why that 120 is so high ABVs because it, because they put all the hop oil into it. But yeah, 90 minute, uh, it can be found uh, pretty much anywhere craft beer is sold. Uh, it's ranked very highly on uh, Beer Advocate. It's a, it's a 95 score, which apparently is a world-class score. 9% alcohol, so it's up there. It's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna hit you if you're not an Imperial IPJ drinker. Just take it slow, because it will catch up to you very quickly. Let's see. It was called uh, the best IPA in America by Esquire magazine. It generally gets still gets favorable reviews on Beer Advocate. So uh, the IBUs, where are they coming in at? Uh, I can Esquire even a thing anymore. I didn't realize they. Uh, I don't know. That's like the one of the ones, right? Yeah. Isn't Esquire the ones that you pick up like off of the uh, gum shelf in the grocery store? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Inquire, inquiry, inquire. No, no, that's the uh, oh, the um, daily inquiry. I don't know. Yeah, like daily mail inquirer. Yeah, kind of like the daily mail, you know, and just like one of those random like tabloid. uh, Esquire is more like, yeah, I thought Esquire was more like GQ, but I could be wrong. I mean, I haven't picked up a magazine in like decades, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> What's a paper, right? Like the only, I, I will say, like the only, the only thing I grab off of the, the 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 racks, I would say, is like an Archie comic book, you know, and that, that's just like a a little thing that I have for whenever I go to the grocery store, I'll pick up one for my son, you know, and. That, that's about the gist of it. I don't even look at anything else on there. So I couldn't tell you which is a legitimate or which is like a crappy tabloid magazine. Getting back to the uh, IPA, actually. So this is going to be uh, my first IPA that I've had in about nine months. Wow. Or I guess, I guess whenever the last time we hung out was. Because uh, <laughs> I haven't had an IPA since then. Um but I'm going to try it two different ways, actually. I'm going to try uh, one straight out of the bottle, and two, I'm going to okay. try it in a glass. Ooh. So I'm going to try to uh, see what the difference is, you know, if you aerate it a little bit, what they get the hoppiness out there uh, versus straight from the bottle and see if uh, it does make a difference or not. Fancy. And what, and what kind of style glass do you have there? I'm actually doing a uh, just a standard wine glass. But it's a large room wine glass, so I can like aerate the uh, beer right, a little right. bit, you know. Yeah. Get that surface area. Just get get yeah, get that surface, you know, get the smells going and all that, and then you know, straight out the bottle, like you. Uh, that's usually the best kind of beer that you can get right out of the bottle. So we'll see, because usually I'm a tap kind of guy myself, you know. Like, hey, what do you got on tap, you know? So right. uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what the difference is, if there is a difference. Knows there should be there should be some difference, but I'll let you do your experiment, man. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Hop, 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 hop. I just smell like cannabis. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> hops. That's all I smell. Hops. Uh, uh, they're cousins. It's okay. It's cool. <laughs> 
I'll tell you right now, just with smells alone, um, smelling it out of the bottle, you get absolutely nothing whatsoever. It's just a well, bottle. Yeah, it's uh, a bottle. Cold bottle. But I mean, with, with the glass, however, I mean, it just kind of opened up my sinuses. It was like that hoppiness hit my nose and it was just like, kind of like a breath of like clean air coming in, believe it or not. You know, I'm not getting a lot of citrus like I would explore floral either. Well, that's the imperial nature because the imperial nature kind of takes away the citrusy smell and replaces it with that the heavy sweetness that you might get hmm. with, the, with the longer boil and then, and then the hop the hops and sweetness because I think you're going to get very little citrus on this one. Now let me ask you this because you guys are a bit more of a connoisseur than I am. What's the difference between uh, let's say boiling versus crushing the hops or does is, is it a better flavor well, or what, what's you get more of the extract because when you crush the hops you're still getting you're still getting the essence of what the hops are when the, in the but you're not getting again the, the boiling extracts the oil from the actual bud of the hops because if you ever see a picture i may put one up on the twitter sphere when i get done here but when you see the hop it's like a bud it's like a little it's like it's like a it's hard to describe but it's there's a bud and then the longer you boil that center part the more oil you're going to get out of it and the hop oil is what you really want to make an ipa like this if you just crush it you're going to get more citrusy like especially if you use like citra hops or another type of hops but yeah that's the boiling definitely extracts more of the true hop flavor in my mind that's kind of my take so so what, what i'm getting from this is um and now it could be different, but I'm getting that if you crush the hops, you get more of a bitterness versus if you boil it, you get more of the flavor of the hops versus the bitterness. Yes, there's some people that, like Irish Giant, who would say it's, it still tastes bitter to them because it's, the bitterness is still there, it's just more subdued, at least, at least with me. Because oh, yeah, I love- yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's an IPA, and I can definitely tell that. But there's, I mean, you know, with, with different levels of flavor, there's, you know, I want to say there's, just bitterness and then there's like bitterness but with a purpose you know right yeah yeah i agree there's this with a purpose i like that (laughs) what's your name bitters and i'm here with a purpose (laughs) what's your purpose to flavor your beer danger's my middle name um drinking it out of the uh bottle it just seems like it's just a an ipa you know that you can just go up to the bar and order However, drinking out of the glass was a totally different experience whatsoever. Like, I mean, it was like the flavors just hit your mouth and the bubbles and the effervescentness. It was, it was a really, you know, I expected it to be heavier for it to be an IPA, but it really wasn't. I actually felt like it was a light IPA. And this is mm. something that I could drink. I, I would order it and I would drink it. Definitely want to do it. Normally, I don't care for IPAs, right. but this is a really nice because if you're drinking out of the bottle, you're gonna get more of the, the syrup, and it's gonna feel heavier. Gonna get the syrup uh, if you're just drinking out of the bottle. Yes. See, but uh, but if yes. you drink out of the glass, it, it definitely opens up the sciences more because most taste is also like what forty three percent smell, something like that. So you're gonna you, in there. Yeah. you definitely want more of the of the the nose on it than just than just straight out of the bottle because you won't you won't enjoy it. I mean, you may like it, but you won't enjoy it as much as you do if you do. And the glass I use is usually like a tulip. Or the this kind of not a pilsner glass, not like a not a not a pint glass, like a 
it just had it's kind of like a wine glass but it has more of like a slope upwards on the on the opening so definitely <clears throat> works yeah yeah for me it's like i'm drinking two different kind of beers yeah. right now honestly like if the one out of the bottle is like very syrupy and very you know the flavor is there but it has a weird aftertaste versus the one out of the glass i'm getting all the flavors front loaded to me and so when i take a sip of it you know i know what i'm getting and then it's just smooth after that yeah that effervescence from the nose yeah good carbonation on it though like it's not undercarbonated. I really hate undercarbonated beers, so I always like it's my oh, yeah, sticking yeah. point. It, it, you you might as well be drinking a flat beer if it's undercarbonated. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just kind of kills the mood then and there. Yeah, nine percent. Yeah, it's one of my favorite IPAs. Yeah. Uh, un- yeah, I can I can see that. It's definitely uh, de- definitely something that I did not expect that I would like, but I'm kind of surprised that I do like it. So fun fact, unfun fact, this uh, one bottle is like 300 calories. So it's like this or a donut, basically, because it's all the, the I sugar and the alcohol. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Krispy Kreme pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I guess we were dead on with the syrupiness because, yeah, it's definitely a syrupy yeah. beer. I found that out last time I was drinking this, which was like a year ago. And I was like, that kind of broke my heart a little bit because I'm like, oh, these are great. 9%. These are awesome. And then. Yeah, donuts. Yeah. It's, I mean, as long as you don't know, you know, now that you told us, we knew, we know, and it's going to haunt us for the rest of the time that we drink (laughs) beer. But, you know, we were willing to remain blissfully ignorant. Well, if you drink one or two, you know, until you like, right. (laughs) (laughs) This is not, the funny thing is, if this is uh, 300 calories, I wonder how much, how many calories the 120 is. Oh, I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, you might have to get like a knife and fork and just kind of cut that. Well, one no, I, I actually enjoy out. that one too, but you can only, I only buy it by the bottle because like a single bottle is like 12, 13 bucks. Yeah, I guess it's their, one of their pricier ones. I mean, they have actually a whole, it's kind of, they, yeah, I've been impressed with the dogfish head because they've expanded their, not to say their market, but what Portfolio. they are offerings. Yeah. Like quite a bit. I mean, it was like this, the, you know, the IPAs and then they have now, um, some barrel aged and then some, you know, browns and uh, stouts like the worldwide stout they make is another kind of high percenter that they sell either individually or by the four pack. Uh, they've got, oh gosh, they've got Gozes too. They've got like a, just a, a gamut of different styles of beer that they, they push out that just, just t- take a look. Just look, if you see Dogfish Head, you see a new label, just look at it and see because they have sours too. Uh, and they do have, you have a summer ale? You mentioned I don't think I have a summer ale, but they do have ales that are not like sea quench, for example. That's kind of like a it's not a sour, but it's like more of a ghost, like lighter style beer that's like more of a summer sipper. That's yeah. out there. Well, they have, you know? Yeah, like like the wheat beers are a summer sipper. I'm definitely uh that's definitely my go-to uh nursing kind of mm. beer or drinking kind of beer. Uh some of the IPA are you know, something like this, the the 90 minute is definitely uh Special yeah. occasion, but this is definitely <laughs> you're not going to go. It's not a beach. This, yeah. is, this is not a beach beer for sure. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you're me. This is a. Yeah. This is one of those you know you sit down and discussing uh, world politics mm. kind of beer. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> the show is apolitical. We we do not dive anywhere near politics. But if you oh, want yeah, to have a beer, not, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're just talking about what kind of beer. <laughs> yeah. 
World Beeritics. World of Beeritics, yes. I miss World of Beer. Random rant. I haven't been there in a million years. Yeah, I remember I was obsessed with that place for a while. Uh, I think that, that that's the one I can get. What it was a grapefruit beer on tap or something like that? They had everything on tap at some point. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It was like one of those places. Like I, 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 I think I fell in love with like the grapefruit beer that they had there. I was like, out of all the random concoctions that they had, I think I know the beer you're talking about it too. One of those it's like things. it's like fruit juice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's fruity and it's girly, but I love it. <laughs> hey, drink what hey. you love. That's right. If you don't yeah, like it, yeah. why drink it? Exactly. I mean, it's my money, you know. I'm going to buy what I like. Well, any closing thoughts before we round out this show? I will say this. By, fin- by finishing this beer, I am definitely feeling the effects. <laughs> uh, I am such a lightweight that this is actually making me feel, like, really warm right now. Like, this beer is warming up my whole body. This is awesome. <laughs> I haven't felt like this in a long time. <laughs> Nice. Hey everyone, we got a lightweight over here. <laughs> Give him one beer. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a lightweight. I've come a long way from my uh, the old days, younger days. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I am definitely feeling hot and warm right now, and I'm actually looking forward to finishing this because I want to see how exactly how I'll feel. Do not if I'm able to wake up. Don't pop another wake one. Wake up for work in the morning. Don't pop another one. Oh, I, I promise you, I will it. not. <laughs> You know, it's, it's like this is one of my favorite Imperial IPAs. Uh, it's found pretty much everywhere, at grocery stores, wherever. Usually, where, I guess wherever craft beer is sold. Uh, yeah, it's used to be four pack, now it's a six pack. Usually runs about sixteen bucks for a six pack, which still isn't bad for a nine percenter. So go out there. And pick I was it up. excited when they moved from the four pack to the six pack. So it's like, of course, yeah. more alcohol. More, well, yeah, there you are. <laughs> Although the price increase is like, what? Because it took me a while. I was like, why is this thing so, so why did it increase in price? And then, and then it dawned on me, oh, there's two extra beers. Oh, haha. Yeah. Oh, well, everybody, that's the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. We, we like making it for you. We uh, like you listening and leaving comments on our social medias. We have a couple of them. Uh, we have the Facebooks. We do have the website that's quasi-functional. So you can check that out if you like. That's uh, bbbpodcast.net. We love getting emails from you. You can hit us up at hosts at bbbpodcast.net. We have some kind of bird sphere tweet thing. Bird sphere tweet thing. I, I, I think they, they named that Twitter. Correct. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just, yes, you're correct, Andre. Yeah, you're- it's uh, it's uh, bourbon beer, at Bourbon Beards on Twitter. And if you're feeling frisky, have a couple of nickels rubbing in your pocket, you want to get rid of, we do have the Patreon. You can search for us, Beards, Brews, and Bourbons there as well. Yep. And also, actually, uh, something to add, if you have a recommendation for us or something that you'd like, like for us to try, uh, let us know. Yes. Yep, we do enjoy your comments. Yep, absolutely. So that's the show. That's the medias. We are Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got two great friends. Jay Beaverton. Andre Doss. All righty. And stay to the end after the music because we had a silent B.
you made it to the extra music with some hip beats and uh, jamming out to our credits, maybe. I don't know what you guys do during that time frame. It's take, take 30 seconds to center yourself before the awesomeness that is the silent <laughs> beat. So the silent beat, uh, if you're new to the show or you just forgot because we took maybe a month off, is the part of the show that doesn't fit with the rest. So sometimes it's hot takes that get cut into it. Um, most of the time, though, it's a kind of a theoretical question, some kind of fun thing we think about. We've done in the past, you know, what superhero power you have. We've done Star Trek, the Star Wars, all the questions. And we will continue doing all the questions because we love Star Trek and Star Wars. This time, I kind of wanted to hop in the DeLorean and kind of you know hit up the Zemeckis and change up things a little bit. So this week's Silent B is Imagine If You Would you are going to be transported into the future 10 years, 10 years from, we'll say arbitrary, when you're listening to the show right now. So hopefully you're somewhere safe, uh, but now you've been transported 10 years into the future and you have five minutes to do whatever you think is appropriate in that time frame. And so I'm going to ask the guys to kind of give your opinion. What do you think you would do with your five minutes? Uh, you can use any rules you want from time travel if you if you need to explain them, explain them because you know I said Robert Zemeckis and Back to the Future, so that has a connotation. I can choose the date that I move to. Other time travel, you just get shoved into it, and that's the way you're stuck. So, I will open the floor to whoever wants to jump out there first. Horse racing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, um, yeah. To, to take a uh, to take a page out of uh, the Biff Tannen book. I knew it. Um, you know, you get a, a or actually, you know, better yet, look at the future of crypto, cryptocurrency because that's what I'm into right now. So I would look and see what's the biggest, you know, cryptocurrency out there. If it's something bigger than Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever the case may be, and kind of see where the prices are. You know, that's something that I can memorize because I don't, I don't think you specify whether you can take anything back with you or not. Just your memories. So if it's knowledge, yeah. So if it's knowledge, I'm looking at. You know what the bigger and biggest big uh, cryptocurrencies are out there, and then what some of the up and comers are that I'm looking at currently, seeing if they're still in the game or if they've you know fell off, fallen off or anything like right. that, and you know where they're at, and that can kind of give me an idea of what direction I need to go with my investment. Five minutes are running currently. out. Can you can you log in quick? <laughs> oh, I mean I'm. I'm Getting on my phone, getting on a stranger's that's, phone. Uh, hey, can I borrow your phone real quick? Stranger phone. Punch stranger yeah. in the face because hell, <laughs> right. you're not going to be there for more than five minutes anyway. Grab phone. Oh shit, it's yeah. unlocked. Thankfully, hopefully it's unlocked. Why not? I mean, while they're passed out, I'll just kind of hover it over their face and it'll be unlocked, you know? So, I mean, unless, uh, you know, you require a thumbprint, then I'll just grab their retinal thumb scan. And do it that way. Retinal I mean, scans. Hold the eye open yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, whatever the case may be, I'm going to be there for five minutes. So I have to kind of acquire as much and as fast and however, by any means necessary as I can. Right. And th that's kind of the direction I would go in. How about you, James? Uh, or Jay? I would, you know, I thought like, again, like the, the Big Ten, horse racing, uh, sports betting. And then I thought, well, lottery ticket number. And that's, that's hard to remember. Oh man, it is hard yeah. to remember. But then you know, like, you know what? And I thought about it, you know what? I want to know if I'm dead. No, I would look to see my health status right now or at that time because you know, 
money's money, but I'm like, you know, am I alive in this time frame? Because I mean, if you choose it, I mean, I'm hoping I could go back physically. I would just transport in the same place, but just a different time. So I would still be hopefully in the general city where I still lived. So I would just look up, okay, am I dead? Uh, hey, Jen, it's me from the past. Uh, what's happened? Tell me what's happened. Am I alive? Am I sick? What's happening? Do we get a divorce? Hopefully that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> Not taking your phone are you alive? call. Or if she's alive. Not to get heavy, but is, is Jen still alive? What'd she die of? Well, Do I have to jump in front of a train or push her out of the way of a oncoming speeding car or something? That's a lot to tackle in five minutes, man. It is, but it's easy to remember. And I'm, I, and I'm thinking also, like, um, if that's the case, you know, what, what if you did look up yourself and then all of a sudden you found out, oh, you disappeared 10 years ago, never to be heard of again. I mean, that brings <laughs> that, that time paradox. Oh, no. you know? right. Time paradox. <laughs> yeah, that you're, you're, you're were there, but then you disappeared and no one knows what happened to you. What do you do then? I would cancel the it, jump you, and just you, be like, I'm back. <laughs> like yeah. sliders or something. Like, oh, I hit the button. <laughs> no, you're stuck. Yeah, sliders. Oh, what a classic 90s sci-fi. On sci-fi, right? Before yeah, the it was Fox. It was Fox oh. and then sci-fi. Oh. Okay. It, it was Fox. Yeah. Fox uh, had slide, and then Quantum Leap was on USA. Yeah, yeah I like Quantum Leap. Leap. That was another. That's uh, a great show. Yeah. yeah, that is an awesome show. <laughs> For the kids who aren't familiar, Quantum Leap is a guy who from the future jumps. Scott, Scott Bakula. Bakula. Scott Bakula. Yeah. Young, young Scott yeah. Bakula he jumps back into other people's bodies and has to mannequin them around and uh, solve the whatever problem that's there for that week. The weekly solving problem show. Yeah, but it gets deep, and, and, and the way yeah. the way that they it, it, the way that that show ended was kind of insane, also because he jumps into his own body. Well, the, the budget end. ran out and they got canceled. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. spoilers, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A silent B. Everybody. Anyways, yeah, I, I digress. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so my first thought when I heard, you know, I was thinking about this, was like, well, hopefully, whatever future i jump into it's uh well if it's my house i'm in now it's probably not going to be my house in 10 years probably so hopefully i don't get you know that's going to be an awkward conversation yeah, yeah. who are you i don't remember bars like, windows <laughs> right exactly a little back to the future there two to be precise two, yeah yeah and then i'm like oh, i don't even know if my cell phone's going to work i mean maybe we'll have service maybe i can just I don't know. You can call nine one one and on any cell phone and get access to them. So, and then I was like, "Well, what would they tell me? Can I can I ask them like, you know, what is a stock? What what is GME stock or sorry, uh, GameStop? You got to tell me what. what <laughs> do we make it to the moon, guys? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got any more? Uh, all of a sudden, you find it. Yeah, yeah. You find you find out Dogecoin is like the top uh, right uh, cryptocurrency. Dogecoin <laughs> made it to right the moon, now. baby. And, <laughs> and it was secretly owned by Elon Musk the entire time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> ten trillion dollars tied up in Dogecoin, and, and uh, we're twenty-one, so 31, 2031. Yeah, and and I assume you know if we're talking about the Musk, he's got moon bases on the moon. So we've we, we're diamond hands. We are game stock made it to the moon. Dogecoin made it to the moon, <laughs> and Musk made it all happen somehow. I don't know. So. I think and and their statues their statues of him and the by uh the religious books are being rewritten in his image, you know. Yeah, he started as Tony Stark and then has morphed into techno techno Jesus. I don't know what they call him. Techno Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what I would look up for calling the operator and hoping they have a good sense of humor and would help me out there. Hmm. So that is the silent B. That's that's all the fun we have for y'all tonight. Uh, we appreciate you staying to the very end. Anything you guys want to add before we sign out here? I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I, I come on the show for you and Barbie team, but whenever I do come on here, I always seem to have a good time. And I appreciate you guys inviting me over again. And I look forward to doing it again in the future. With yeah, you. man. We really appreciate you coming on the show. It's always a good time. We like yeah. having fun people on the show and our friends are normally fun or most of them are fun. Some of gems are questionable, but. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, the intern was not me. So you cannot put the intern <laughs> on me. So don't don't put that in my wheelhouse, buddy. All right. All right. That's Irish Giant. We're bagging him in all day. <laughs> Let's bag on Irish Giant some more. It's just gone. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you had a good time. We had a great time providing it to you. If you like it, again, hit us on the medias. We do enjoy your feedback. I'm your host, Greg Scott. With me, my two great friends. Jay Beaverton. Andre Dawes. All right.